Hello and welcome to Yerushalmi Brachas, Daf Nunhei. I promised you I was going to talk more about the, the Arud, the Bavli, or the Yerushalmi's version of a different type of snake. Um, I'm going to say something very brief, but I want to talk about something that I believe could literally change your life, and it has changed mine. And I know that's a very bold statement, but this Marmar Chazal is, a, is so powerful that I know every Marmar Chazal is like that, but this one really should touch you just by learning it. And the purpose of learning is that we should become changed people. This is really a powerful one. So the first thing is that I want to just talk about very briefly the comparative part um, between the Babli and Yerushalmi. A lot of the Mepharshim actually quote a lot of the Babli here, but um, and, and the Yerushalmi here as well in the Babli. But basically, you know, we know the expression, woe to the snake that meets Rechelina ben Dosa. So <clears throat> a couple of things. First of all, um, the, the Yerushalmi calls it a Chabarbar, which, uh, according to many Mepharshim, is some type of crossbreed of a snake and a toad. If you look at the Pnei Moshe, he has a whole explanation of that as well. But um, And the Babli is in Brachos Daf, uh, Lamed Gimelamed Aleph. And there it's called an Arod. Um, and you can look at Rashi there who describes it. So, basically, what's very fascinating in the Yerushalmi is that it explains explicitly that he was davening. And therefore, he didn't even feel the snake bite him. And that's an amazing thing, because in the, in the Bavli, you don't really see that so clearly. But that's really, really what it was. His concentration was so immense. And he says explicitly that I didn't feel it. Um, and then there's this miracle that whoever gets to the uh, water first dot, uh, lives, and the water came to him first. That needs to be explained. I mean, it seems, most of the Farshim say that it was some type of segula, whoever gets the water first, the snake or him. How do we explain that? I mean, that's very hard to explain biologically, just because the snake would drink water. It would make this person dot more, more lethal. Um, we understand why someone drinking water might help him with a snake bite. Hydration is actually very important for a snake bite. Rahman Litzlan. Um, helps, you know, for, for what the what the poisons do. But anyway, the point that I want to bring out is just that when you learn stories, which brings to what I really want to talk about today, which is the story that is extrapolated in Medrash Rabbah and um, Yalku, uh, Shmoni in more detail. So I'm going to embellish it a little bit in, based on those details, but I'm also going to talk about what it says here. And I'm going to give you two powerful lessons, and really it's unlimited powerful lessons. Such a powerful thing. Chazal, the words of Chazal are so penetrating. The, the Chavetz Chaim says at the beginning of Mishabura that a person should learn Agadah's Chazal every day because there's nothing that breaks the Yitzhahar like Agadah's Chazal. And this is Mamashit, and we're going to get back to the Chavetz Chaim in a moment. Um, so uh, um, Eliyahu and Nabi had promised, because the Jews were sinning and the king was serving Abu Dazar, he had stopped the Tal, no more Tal. But then he uh, wanted to bring back the Isha Shunamis' son, who he had to resurrect him. And so Hashem said to him, you shut down the tal. You have to restart it if you want me to be able to. If you want to be able to use the power of Tria, which he did, and then he was able to revive him. And in this, there's a parable that's given, and this parable is so powerful. So I'm going to start it. I'm going to tell it in a story form. And again, it, it's based on what the Yerushalmi says, and it's also based on other Chazals that elaborate a little bit longer, a little bit more. So the the, um, the story is like this. There was a there was a girl in Rodin who had went off the derech, and she was not very religious at all. And um, the parents came begging the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim never didn't really know them, never saw them. They, never, they weren't really part of the community. Um, and um, they were begging him, you know, our daughter went off the derech. Please, you have to meet with her and you have to save her, help her, etc. So Chavetz Chaim said, I agree. No problem. Bring her in. So he tried speaking with her and he realized that there was no one home to talk to whatsoever. And he also understood, based on talking with her and etc., that this family really had no respect for Tabinah Chachamim or for Torah. And so... Um, you know, he called them in and he spoke to them and he asked them questions and verified this and he said to them, let me tell you a story. And he told them this Yerushalmi. And it's really a medrash, like I said. And it's basically, there was a there was a city that had a major plague and um, children were dying everywhere. And there was a doctor who was called to the city who had the antidote to it. 
And this doctor came to the city, and while he was riding into the city to go cure all the children who were dying, um, he was robbed. And while he was held up, he was begging them, please, please, stop, wait, don't hold me up, you don't understand, I'm on... They told him if he says another word, they'll kill him. And anyway, he, he was quiet, he was silent. They stole all of his all of his antidotes, and he was bringing all of his medicine, etc. And he dejected, he went to the city, and he was very disappointed. He was going to tell them he, he had no way of curing everyone. Anyway, people are waiting for him. There's a whole entourage of people waiting, and one man comes running over to him and says, please, please, you have to cure my son. He's sick. And the man, the doctor looked at him and said, oh my goodness, you have the antidote. You're the one that just robbed me. Where's, where's the stuff? And the guy burst out crying and said, I threw it all into the water. There was no... There was, I threw it into the river. I buried all the evidence. There was no money in there. It's all we wanted. And so the doctor said to him, you killed your son. And those words are terribly powerful. In the Yerushalmi itself, it doesn't tell over all the embellished story, but the Medrash does elaborate more, and the Chavetz Chaim did as well. In the Medrash it says, and I'll tell you how, I'll finish the Chavetz Chaim story in a moment. In the, in the Gemara here, it just says that there was a man who went to the doctor and robbed his medicine, and then came back to ask him to cure his son, and he said, you stole the exact antidote that I, that I wanted, which is what Hashem was telling um, Elio, you want me to uh, bring back this child to the dead? I can, but you shut down the tall yourself. So in that case, he was able to fix it, and he restarted it. So the Chavetz Chaim said to him, the antidote to help this child is Torah and being part of the community and respecting Talmud Chachamim. You're bringing your daughter here. You already threw out the antidote. I can't help you. And that's very, very tragic. And lesson number one that I want to say is that when we respect Talmud Chachamim, we empower their tefillahs. Sometimes a person could do tshuva. We know people that came to Rechaim Kanievsky for a bracha and you know, were so inspired and so makabal his das Torah that it changed them. But oftentimes, you know, we are the ones that are putting down the Rabbanim, putting down the Chinuch system, putting down so many things, and we're throwing out the, our own antidote. And that is really, really tragic. But lesson number two is not just about respecting Talmud Chachamim. It's that a lot of times our own behaviors itself are throwing out the antidote. Whether we are rumbling about the bad things that Hashem is doing to us, and Hashem is looking at us like we're the Miraglim, and saying, why are you being Miragal? The reason that there are people dying in this city, it's not Eretz El Yoshva. It's, it's the exact reason that I want people to be distracted and not see you. And Zeperia, look how big it, look how big the fruits are, and the giants are also this big. That's because Eretz Yisrael is Megadal tall people, and I want you guys to have the most amazing fruits. So we take the things that Hashem gave us, and we take away that power, because we literally are the one that's stealing all the all the antidotes and so many things in life that we are making our own misery, and we are making our own problems. And as a therapist, and as a, as a rabbi, and someone involved in the community, people are always telling me, you know, well, why doesn't Hashem fix it? But the answer is, he does fix it. You're throwing out your own antidote. We have a chiyav of ishtadus. We have a chiyav of fixing things. I don't mean to say that there aren't things in life that are totally in the Rebbe Shalom's hand, and that there's nothing that the Rebbe Shalom is gozer, and that's there. But oftentimes, probably more often than not, in bad situations that people are in, it's a wake-up call to look at our mitos, look at our actions, and look at the things that we need to do. I don't mean to say that only bad things happen to bad people. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I'm saying that in life, a lot of times, we are the ones that are throwing out our own antidotes, whether it's a, whether it's a cure to depression, which is oftentimes getting active, whether it's a cure for anxiety, which is oftentimes working on our bitachon, or maybe medication management, or talking to someone, uh, which is also hishtadlis, or whether it's a cure for any problem that we have in our life, we are the ones that have the antidote, and we are the ones that literally throw it out. I always quote the Chazanish, it's one of the few Igoras that I actually understood a little bit, and he says, you daven to Hashem, give me brains. So Hashem says, sure, no problem, sit down and learn my Torah. The guy says, no thank you. Uh, Please Hashem refuah. Hashem says, okay, no problem, put on a coat, be healthy. We daven for Hashem, 
give me money. Hashem says, sure, do some mishtavlis, do something, etc. All these things we ask Hashem for, but where are you? The tefillah is, let's say, 50%, but so is the ishtavlis. Maybe the tefillah is 99%. The ishtavlis is also the 1%. Don't forget about that. And that's a very important thing. How many times in life are we throwing out our own antidote or are we killing our own son, Rahman al-Latzlan? What a... Earth-shattering thought, and what a powerful thought in the words of Chazal that pierce our hearts, like the Chavetz Chaim says. That's why we should study the words of Chazal every day. We should be zocha to look at the antidotes that Hashem sends and puts into our minds, and to be able to utilize them so we can have better lives. Thank you so much for joining, and I hope you have a great day.